0: Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 156, Why Mindset Matters for Teachers and Why You Should Change Yours. So today, we're gonna talk about mindset for teachers. This can be really tricky as we often think about the mindset of our students and we disregard our own. Today, I wanna talk about your mindset and why you should or might need to change it. I hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Deberry Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Deberry. Hey. So as you know, if you've been listening since the beginning of January 2022, I have been talking about the fact that I've been doing a lot of mindset work and I want to share some of that with you because I think it's been really valuable to me and I know that I've got a long way to go and I'm still in counseling and I was in counseling for years and then I stopped and now I'm in counseling again and I'm meditating and I'm exercising. So believe me, I'm invested and I think that it might be helpful to you. I'm hoping that it is, because it's, it's you know, I, I wish that I had done a lot of this work sooner. I don't know if I would have been as open to it at certain points in life, and I wish that I had, because it's so important. The, the way that I even determined, well, there's been so many ways that I've figured out that I've got mindset issue and blocks and issues. But I was on what was supposed to be a vacation with my mom and her fiance and my daughter, who is 21. And I we were visiting my brother and his family. And I started acting like a child. I felt like a child. I was so irritated and aggravated. My brother is very successful. And I just kept comparing myself and you're never going to you're never going to do well when you compare yourself. And I was, but I was doing that. And especially to him, like there's no comparison. And I was like, this is terrible. And I left feeling angry and irritable and jealous and frustrated. And I started thinking about how the times I used to feel like that at school and, and I would like pit teachers against teachers and I would be, I would work so hard and it would just, oh, and all the resentment came up and I was like, oh my goodness, I've got some things to work through. So I was thinking that, you know, we, we might be, a lot of teachers might be feeling like that. All right, so let's let's start with your typical day. Maybe you've had a long, stressful day at school and the kids were out of control and a lesson you spent hours writing to perfection with all those st- stupid non-negotiables that others put in lesson plans who have never had to write lesson plans like this. But anyway, I digress. Your lesson is completely flopped it flopped and this the promethean board went out you've got glitches in your chromebooks and it's the one time you decide to integrate technology in a meaningful manner And then on top of that, you have to attend a useless long staff meeting that runs way past the time that you're supposed to be able to leave and you are really trying to stick to your new boundary that you set up in 2022. And that is to leave when you're supposed to. You get home, your own kids need help with their homework, your youngest is crying about it and dinner ends up being leftovers that nobody really liked the first time around. So now you finally got the kids in bed. It's 8 o'clock, it's rolled around, you're ready to settle down, sit on the couch and watch The Bachelor on Hulu and you even waited until the next, you had to wait till the next day if you watched on Hulu because you don't want to watch the commercials and you are finally starting to relax. But then the thoughts start coming. I shouldn't just be sitting here watching Hulu. I should grab those papers out of my bag and grade while I watch TV or Oh, crap, I forgot to call Johnny's mom back. Should I do that now? Or worse, I really better work on my evaluation lesson. Not only is the tension back, but you have found yourself running in the on the wheel of sh- shame, and I almost cussed, shame and guilt. And it is racing so fast that you actually start working at eight o'clock just when Clayton has something important to say. Okay, now it's the next day. You feel tired. You're irritable. You're even a little resentful towards your school, your principal. You wonder what on earth is wrong with you. Here's where I'm going to tell you, my friend, that mindset matters. The problem is you cut down on your own time. You cut yourself short and how many times are you doing that how many times are you cutting yourself short the biggest this the biggest problem is that we think that we don't deserve to have a break and it it's it's really the beginning of a bigger issue the problem is you you felt like you were watching tv in the first place was a guilty, you know, guilty pleasure and that you shouldn't be doing it and that you needed to get back to work and heaven forbid you sit there for a few minutes and you put away your self-care. Now, every feeling, this is one thing I've learned from my counselor, every feeling you have is then followed by another thought. So when you're on the couch, for example, it was all the other thoughts that led to the feeling. You started feeling guilty and ashamed. You actually started you know, thinking you weren't allowed to rest and zone out and it was a bad thing. And for goodness sakes, you're watching The Bachelor and all the criticism you get from that, if you tell anyone at all. Um, And this leads to cutting down on your own time. You cut yourself short. So in order to change a feeling, You've got to change your thoughts. Now, it is possible to change a thought without changing your belief about the thought, but it really will feel more authentic, more realistic if you first change your belief. In this case, we wanna change our belief about self-care. Watching TV, no matter what it is, is often a way that we take care of ourselves. We don't have to think, we can zone out, we can relax, we can let the day just drift away, and it's time for us to be okay with that. Actually, we need to plan for that, and we need to have zero guilt about it. We often believe that self-care is selfish, and it's not serving you. But this is simply not true. Self-care isn't selfish. Even though doing something that you enjoy may feel like it's all about you, it really isn't. The same way that putting on an oxygen mask for yourself is necessary so that you can put it on for others or brushing your teeth is necessary so you don't have dental gum disease or it saves your family lots of dollars on dental bills, doing something that you enjoy, it helps you keep emotionally and mentally healthy. And that allows you to do for others. So in fact, you might even say that making time for self-care or not making time for self-care is selfish because you can't authentically give to others when your own needs are not being met. That's why they tell you to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. If you try to put it on your child or the old lady sitting next to you, you're gonna pass out. If your candle is out or your light is out or your cup isn't full or your oxygen mask isn't on, you're not going to be able to do it for others. You're not going to be able to light other candles or fill their cups or, or even put on os- oxygen masks to save them. It's easy to think that you are serving the needs of your students by working extra hard. You want to make your classroom Pinterest worthy. You want to have the very best lesson plans. You want highly effective. But in reality, your students will benefit far more if you are feeling rested and recharged and complete. These feelings will help you be ready to meet whatever challenges the day brings because you spent some quality time with your spouse or yourself. And then you got a good night's sleep rather than staying up half the night, creating an outstanding lesson plan. And let me tell you, when you get to a certain point in the day, your brain is not working as efficiently. So what would normally take you maybe 30 minutes to do, it's now taking you an hour and a half to do because your brain isn't efficient. You're tired So you're not helping yourself anyway. Truly, self-care is not selfish. It is a gift you give to yourself and to everyone else around you. All right, so it's your turn. The first step to creating healthy self-care habits is to change your mindset so that you won't be overwhelmed by the guilt and the shame, because the guilt and the shame comes for sure. And so we need to be armed when that happens. So to do this, you need to change your thoughts. The more you think a thought, the more ingrained it becomes. By thinking new thoughts or saying, even saying positive affirmations, they really help. You're building new pathways inside of your brain. Some Ideas might be to write down some positive affirmations. Be ready when the negative thoughts come. And you might say things like, I am worthy. I am enough. I deserve rest and recharging. I am amazing. I impact lives. I'm changing the world. Those are all true. Say them over and over again until you start believing them. Another idea is to meditate. I think meditation is so helpful. It helps you stay present. It helps you stay focused. It helps you start looking at yourself differently. I've been using an app called Headspace. It's actually, you do pay for it, and it was on sale on Black Friday. I actually bought it for my daughter during Black Friday. It was half off, so keep that in mind although that's a long time from now, <laughs> but it's really good. There's lots of other apps too, but I love it. it. I have been working on self-esteem and being present in the moment. I love how it talks you through the process. Like you start off you know, you know, with some deep breaths and you close your eyes and then you are picturing your head and you're going from your head all the way down your body and you're like in tune with what's going on in your body and then you're focusing on the pressure that you're sitting on the couch, or you're sitting on the floor, or maybe even laying down in a bed, you're just thinking about the pressure and then you're listening for the sounds that are going on around you. And it just goes through this process where you are really focusing on what's happening inside your body and you're breathing. And it takes your brain off of all the craziness. And if you start to think of something else, then you th- tell yourself, that's a thought. and You come back to your breathing. It's a process. So you, you definitely, if you've never done it before, you might want some guidance. I know I need it. I need some guidance still. Another idea is to be patient with yourself and give yourself a lot of grace. Actually, treat yourself like a struggling student. It will help so massively. I'll never forget when my counselor said that to me. She's like, you've got to give yourself Grace. I was beating myself up massively when I was going through a divorce, my divorce, and I was feeling so guilty and horrible and ashamed. And she's like, you have to give yourself grace. That one sentence made a huge difference. I hope that you can do that for yourself. Now about The Bachelor. Actually, I'll let someone else recap that craziness. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight. I'm not afraid of